Welcome to Debt Free and IT. My name is Mike. This podcast is for anyone who's looking to get into the IT industry, whether it's for a career change or you're just interested. I think you come to the right place. So in today's episode, I'm answering all questions. So if you emailed me a question, left a question in the comment, I've compiled those questions and I plan on answering it in today's video. So the first question is, how much can you earn with a CCNA certification? So this is going to vary depending on the area that you live in. So some areas, when you, if you're close to a major city, you're going to start out with more. If you're in a rural area or a small area, uh, it's going to be way less for the same amount of work. So from my research, the average starting salary of someone CCNA certified is right around 40K. And with that high on the high end being around 80K, which makes sense because in smaller areas, I can see you being down towards that 40K. And then if you're in a major area, so for me, the next major area is Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you're in a major area, when I look at Indeed and look at CCNA certification or jobs that calls for that CCNA certification, most of those jobs are starting out in the range of anywhere from 65 to up up until 80. So the starting range I would say is around 40k up up to the upwards of 80k. So this is going to depend greatly on your area and your location. So the next question is is the CCNA still worth it since everything is moving to the cloud? In my opinion, the CCNA is still worth it. Uh, I think it's a good starting point, no matter if you're going to the cloud or if you're going to server or if you're going to security, that CCNA is an overall good foundation to have because it gives, it's going to give you a great understanding of the, of the networking aspects of IT. So with that networking aspects, everything builds off that network. If you're dealing with servers, you still have networking. If you're dealing with vSphere, with virtualization, with VMware, you still have that networking piece. And even in the cloud. I've been looking into some AWS cloud uh, resources, and in those uh, courses, you still have that networking aspect. So just by learning networking with that CCNA, I think it's only going to make you stronger and make you more valuable, even though you're going towards that cloud environment. So it's networking. Is the CCNA still worth it? Of course. The CCNA, in my eyes, is still worth it, even though you're moving to the cloud and even with a lot of companies moving towards the cloud. So the next question is, uh, this listener, they're currently studying for the CCNA. They're aspiring to become a network engineer. Great choice. Uh, they've been listening to some of my videos where I stated that the help desk is a great place to start and want to know, do I suggest starting at the help desk? So my take on this is that if you get that CCNA certification, so if you learn that CCNA and you're pretty comfortable with it and you get certified, I would say start applying for those entry-level networking roles such as your network analyst, network admin, network technician. Uh, start applying for those type roles. But also, don't forget about if you're not getting any feedback or not getting any interviews, then start throwing in some applications to a lower role, such as a help desk or a desktop support or 
any kind of operation operational role. So start looking at those roles also. And my reason is, is a lot of companies, a lot of enterprises, if you're coming into it with no enterprise environment uh, experience, meaning that you never worked in a large enterprise, some companies may be still kind of hesitant to take a chance to put you in networking with that being your first taste of enterprise environment because of in networking, you, you do have a lot of responsibility because you're pretty much configuring your routers and switches. You're, you're on those routers and switches almost every day. So with that comes great responsibility. And another way I like to think about it is, is a car mechanic. So if you're having issues with your car and you take your car to a mechanic, are you going to take it to a mechanic that's been working on cars for, let's say, three, four, five years? Are you going to take it to a mechanic who haven't worked on a car, but they may have been studying up on cars, reading material on cars, but they haven't had that real world taste yet? So similar to the same fashion, you know, you want to get that enterprise environment experience because that that says a lot. If you've worked in a large enterprise or just an enterprise environment, that means you got that real world experience. Then a lot of companies, they won't hesitate to put you in that networking role. Now, I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, because I've seen some people come straight out of school and go straight to that networking role. But this is just another aspect to look at if you're not having any luck landing, landing that, network, um, that networking role. So just keep that in mind, because the way I see it, when you apply to, for those lower level roles, a lot of times they'll see that you got that CCNA. And they'll see that you don't have enterprise environment uh, experience. So they may hire you at that lower, lower role. But then once you get in that lower role and you get comfortable, a lot of times, as long as you're easy to deal with, a lot of times if you can reach out to the networking team or the networking manager, let them know you're interested in the position. And then that way they have you on the radar, especially knowing that you're already CCNA certified. So I, I have seen people come in at that lower role and don't stay at that lower role for long. They may stay there a month, two months. I've seen some shorter than that and they end up moving up. So keep that in mind when you start applying. So the next question is, is the packet tracer enough for the CCNA? So if you don't know what packet tracer is, packet tracer is a neat little tool to help you, well, not a tool, a neat, a neat application that can help you get hands-on experience from the comfort of your own home with just a laptop and internet access. So with Packet Tracer, it's made by Cisco. You download the application. You can search for Packet Tracer. I think it may be free. Uh, you can search, you search for Packet Tracer, download the application. When you open it up, Packet Tracer, it, it will have uh, routers and switches and all types of PCs inside of it. And what you can do, you can create your own topologies. And then you can also click on it and it simulates a real actual switch or actual router where you're able to put in the commands. So these commands that you're putting in for Packet Tracer is capable of doing everything you would need to do for the CCNA. Matter of fact, when I, a couple years ago when I was studying for my CCNA, I used uh, Packet Tracer for the majority of my labs. So Packet Tracer for the CCNA, that's pretty much all you need. And another tip is 
make sure you look at the uh, exam topics and especially any topic that has the word configure. If it says configure, those are the topics you want to definitely do some labs on. If you have time, you want to lab up everything just so that you have a good understanding. But looking at those exam topics and seeing the ones that say configure, I would definitely make sure that I lab up on that. So is Packet Tracer enough for that CCNA certification? Yes, Packet Tracer is enough to get the CCNA certification and it's enough to get you that hands-on experience. Now, once you move up to the higher levels, such as the CCMP, then you're going to need something a little bit more robust, such as a uh, Cisco has uh, CML or viral. They used to be the name of it, CML. You, they have that for, I think it's like $199 to $299 a year. And then um, Boson, which I use those a lot, use them a lot. I have the application for their NetSim, which has some uh, labs in it also to cover the CCMP. So if you're finding value in this episode, please leave me a review or a comment. If you have a friend that needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. So the next question that I have is, how long does it take to become CCNA certified? And is it possible to do it in a month? So for me, uh, the first time around, it took me two years because I was in school and that's when the classes ended. So it took me two years. The second time around, it probably took me about, I took it in two parts. That's back when they had ICND-1, then it had ICND-2. So I took it in the, the two test one that you could take. So it probably took me about two to three months apiece for both of those. So roughly less than a year, around about six, seven months, I had my CCNA again. And this is was after uh, over 10, probably over a good amount of years. I'll say probably about Mm, six, seven years of not touching a router or switch and not even looking at the commands. Um, so going back to get my CCNA, like I said, it was a refresher for me because I had that, I still had that knowledge from years ago when I was in school, but up until getting it again, I hadn't actually been on a router and switch in a long time. So I had to go back, refresh myself with over the commands and things of that nature. So I would say, if you're completely new, I would say give yourself at least a year. If you have a lot of time to devote to it, I can see you doing it faster. But I would say if you're completely new to it, give yourself at least a year to get comfortable. That way you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself to try to learn something real quick and end up not learning nothing at all. If it's a refresher for you, I would say only a couple months. So if it's a refresher, a couple months, if it's completely new, I would say give yourself at least a, at least a year. Give yourself at least a year. Um, like I said, for me, it was a refresher the second time. And obviously, it takes a short amount of time just because it's a refresher. And then a lot of it is going to depend on how much time you have to devote to it. So if you have a busy, hectic schedule, uh, it's going to take longer. If you have time to devote to it, like um, I think back then I was devoting an hour a day, Monday through Friday. And weekends, sometimes some weekends I would be able to get in two, three, four hours just depending on the weekend. But I pretty much made sure that I got in that hour 
per day. And one day I would break it down real short amount. So like uh, one day I would just be reading for an hour and highlighting. The next day I would probably go back over what I highlighted and make notes on that uh, by typing them out. Then the next day I might do any kind of labs that I needed to do for that particular chapter or module I was on. And then after that, I may end up just looking at questions for that chapter, making my own flashcards, things of that nature. So if you um, haven't saw my how I passed my CCNA video, so that would be a good video to watch just to come up with a game plan. Because the main thing is going to be coming up with a game plan and sticking to that game plan. So if you haven't watched that video, I will link it here in the, in the description and also I will link it in the video. So go check that out. So the next question is, uh, this listener is currently studying for the CCNA. They use multiple video resources such as the OCG and Packet Tracer. Cool, cool. That, that works. And in a video I mentioned that about the, they looked at one of my videos on the Network Plus and they asked, do I suggest take them taking a step back to study for that CCST or for the Network Plus before they completely dive into the CCNA material? So they reviewed the exam topics and, you know, it seems pretty tough. So my advice would be, since you already started studying for the CCNA, I would uh, take a step back and just see how are you, how are you uh, keeping up with the resources and the topics? Are you learning it? Uh, you know, is it easy to you? Is it hard to you? Uh, are you, are you doing self-study? Um, are you enrolled somewhere? So a lot of these aspects come into play. So if you're studying for it, and let's say you've been studying for months and you still don't feel like you really know anything uh, to test yourself out, open up Packet Tracer, create a topology, and see if you can do one of the basic configurations. Or look at one of the configuring topics in the, in the exam topics and try to configure that technology without looking at any notes or anything. So that, that's a clear uh, way that you can test yourself out to see if you're grasping something. So you may not be able to get it 100%, but long as you're able to get most of it, that may be good enough to where you might need to continue on studying for that CCNA. But if you realize that you've been studying for a while and you don't think you're getting anywhere, then I might would start looking at taking a step back and looking at the CompTIA's Network Plus or either the Cisco CCST networking uh, portion that they just bought out, I would take a step back and look at either of those. So because what, what those would do, they are a little bit easier and a little bit more basic than that CCNA. So what I'm hoping that it would do, if you do decide to take that step back, I'm hoping that you'll see that, okay, I'm getting this pretty easy, and you go ahead and get that certification, and then that'll be a good stepping stone to lead you into the CCNA, because it's going to knock out a lot of the uh, basic fundamentals that's in the CCNA. So then that could be a good stepping stone to help you go ahead and get that CCNA. So like I said, you're going to have to great, you're going to have to pretty much take a step back and really, and really analyze, um, your studies and take a pretty much, uh, you're going to have to test yourself to see where you think you're at. 
you know, if it's uh if you're retaining it or, you know, um pretty much you just have gonna have to see if you're retaining it. But other than that, you know, if you test yourself out and um you think you're holding it pretty good, I would continue down that path. If not, then you may want to take a start trying to look at taking a step back. So the next question is in the networking field, which routing protocol is encountered the most? OSPF, BGP, EIGRP, or RIP, which is RIP. So in most cases, you ne- hardly, you're never going to see RIP. So RIP is, um, is an older protocol. It's not scalable. Um, I think the hop cap limit is like 15, so it's, it's not very scalable for a large environment. Uh, there's a lot of uh, cons with RIP. So you can X that off. You're, you're not really going to see RIP. Um, EIGRP and OSPF, they are both uh, good interior routing protocols, and you will encounter those. Most companies I've saw, they're either going to be running OSPF or EIGRP. Uh, you may have some that have a little bit something different, but in the most cases, OSPF, ERGRP for your interior routing protocol. And then on your border device, your border gateway router, usually you'll have a uh, BGP configuration that helps you to connect with your ISP, whoever your ISP is. It helps you connect with them because most ISPs, they usually deal with BGP. So if you plan on working for an ISP, BGP is a good uh, routing protocol to learn. And also even on the inside network, because as network engineers, you still have to deal with some BGP. So BGP, OSPF, and ERGRP, those are the, mo- the most encountered. Uh, ERGRP and OSPF on the inside of your network, usually BGP routing towards the outside, connecting to your ISP. Uh, for router RIP, then you have router RIP version 2. So with most of those routing protocols, is, uh, you used to see it a lot in the, the old CCNA. Uh, in the new CCNA, it's not even mentioned. Most of your, your only routing protocol that you deal with in the new CCNA is going to be OSPF. And then when you get to the CCMP, you start doing more with BGP and going into a deeper understanding of OSPF and some other routing protocols. So as of right now, OSPF, ERGRP, and BGP. Practice up on those, and I think you'll be solid to handle any interview. So the last question that I have is, which certification do I suggest someone get as their first certification? Network Plus or the CCNA? So me, uh, the most, I like to go by the bang for your buck, well, what you get for paying for it. So the Network Plus is roughly around 300 and some odd dollars. CCNA, without any kind of discounts or anything, is roughly around the same. Around about three fifty is three hundred. Both of them in the three hundred dollar mark. So both of them have have their purposes. So if you're leaning more towards a security route, and let's say you're doing uh, cyber security, but not like network security, because if you're doing network security, I'm gonna say the CCNA. But if you're doing a cyber security, and you plan on getting some other security search later then that Network Plus, probably a, a, a do for you. That CCNA may be overkill for, for, that, for the cyber side. Um, but 
it is good for the cyber side too. So don't don't get me wrong. Then um, if you're going straight networking, I'm gonna always say the CCNA. The CCNA, I think it gives you uh, more bang for your buck, meaning that for that three hundred and some odd dollars that you pay, a lot of times uh, it looks good on your resume, and it, I do think it helps a lot of people earn their first entry level role. Uh, so I'm kind of fun to the CCNA. Um, that's kind of like my baby uh, because that's pretty much what got me started into IT. If it weren't for that CCNA certification, I doubt I would have ever got hired for my first um, IT job. So, And it did take a little bit, but still, even when I got hired, that CCNA was one of the main reasons I stood out on that interview and to that employer. So the best bang for your buck, the first certification I recommend anyone to get, I say the CCNA. Um, you know, if you're going that security route, then it's obviously going to be that security plus or something of that nature. But if you're going anywhere networking or um, network security, I think that CCNA is a good, a good pair for that. So that CCNA, and then hopefully after you get a couple of years with that CCNA, you move on up to the CCMP. And then if you're going the security route, you can move up to the CCMP security and then start getting more of your firewall certs and things of that nature. So that brings me to the end of this episode. I hope that I have provided some value to you. Uh, so keep the questions coming in. I'm going to try to do an episode every couple, of, every, every couple of months answering questions. So if you have any questions or anything, you can leave it in the comments. You can also email it to me at debtfreenit at gmail.com. And also, if you follow me on any social media, uh, you can inbox it to me. A lot of times I may answer it then, but I'll still try to go in and do a deeper answer or put some context to it in a longer form video. So don't forget, like, subscribe, click that notification bell. Uh, I appreciate everyone for listening, everyone for rocking with me. Uh, please uh, share this out with a friend, you know, spread the word. Other than that, I'll see you next week. Peace.